0: welcome to the work wealth and wellness podcast i'm your host maya burns and i'm here to talk to you about business growing your wealth and maintaining a healthy mind and body by sharing the topics that are important to me i hope you're able to start living and feeling your best thanks for tuning in and i hope you enjoy the show hello hello And welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. If you are listening to this on Monday, I hope you have a fantastic Monday. And if you're listening to this any other day of the week, I hope your day is just as great as well. So I'm really excited for this episode. Um, This is part two of the little money mini series. So if you missed the first episode, it's. the last week's episode, which is uh, the importance of budgeting. And it really kind of goes hand in hand with what I want to talk about today, which is saving. Um, and also saving strategies, little tips and tricks, just things to kind of maybe help you achieve your savings goals. Because a lot of the time it can seem very overwhelming when We're aiming for big purchases. Um, Obviously, I'm in real estate. So first thing that comes to mind is saving for a house. And that sounds very scary. So I want to kind of take away the fear of the big picture and I want to kind of break it down. And um, it doesn't have to be saving for a house. Like we all have wants, we all have needs. This could be saving for, you know, a new pair of shoes, like whatever it is saving is important because it's really, really unrealistic to expect ourselves to never, ever take the time to kind of buy things for ourselves or treat ourselves, I guess, air quotes I'm doing. (laughs) Um, Definitely a phrase that comes out of my mouth, maybe a little bit too much, but we're all human and um, sometimes you deserve it. So yeah, I wanted to talk about saving strategies. So let me start this off by saying from a very young age i was um i was definitely expected to be more financially independent which it kind of sucked when i was younger and i was like why are you doing this to me like why are you teaching me these things i'm a kid but um i'm honestly so happy that i was taught and raised the way that i i was because from a young age i i learned all these things which helped me um to become really good with my money and to understand the value of money, because when you're young, I feel like a lot of people don't, don't really understand that concept fully. And so, you know, from a young age, I'd be doing chores around the house for a toonie or a $5 bill. And it's like six year old Maya's like, my God, I don't want to sweep the floor. I don't want to do this. Like, you know, but, um, it really created a strong worth work ethic in me, excuse me, And, um, yeah, really, it made me realize that there is value in money. So I want to say shout out to my parents for, for doing that to me. Um, so yeah, being financially independent, like I said, from a young age, um, it really has helped me out in the long run. And, you know, at the age of 19, I was doing all my own things. I, I'm I'm very financially independent to this day. So it's, it's something that I'm proud of. And it's something that I wanted to just talk about because some people may be struggling or maybe just don't even know where to start. So yeah, I just wanted to throw some things out there for you guys. And um, yeah, let's jump into it so I'm gonna start this off with something that I'm sure we've probably all heard before, and that is starting small when it comes to savings so I know it can seem really daunting like I said um, saving for if you're saving for something big like a house or a car or something if you're just focusing on the end goal it can really seem overwhelming and kind of scary and you may not know where to begin. So, um, I really wanted this episode to be about breaking it down and really setting realistic goals for ourselves because it's, it's really, it's, it's just really challenging to expect big things without breaking it down. I think I've mentioned this in other episodes before, but life is not about the end, you know, the big goal. Obviously we want to get there, but, um, you can't just get there in one day. Rome was not built in a day. It's about the small, consistent steps and that's what matters. So, um, same goes with savings. Um, something as small as swapping out, you know, your Starbucks coffee for homemade coffee that can actually add up. For example, if you're buying, um, Starbucks three times a week, let's say that you're spending five bucks at Starbucks, three days a week. So 15 bucks a week at Starbucks, which honestly is really cheap because if you go to Starbucks, you know that $5 for a drink is like rare. So <laughs> just, let's just use it for this example sake. So $5 three times a week, $15 a week at Starbucks, that is 60 bucks a month that you're spending on coffee. So instead say that you buy, um, a pack of K-Cups, if you have a cure egg, or you buy some coffee grounds and you even just buy coffee filters and you pour it over, whatever you do, if you're making your coffee at home, you're going to be saving money. So yeah, you might have to spend, you know, 15 bucks on K-Cups and five bucks on creamer. You're still saving 40 bucks a month. And, um, This is this is why it ties in with budgeting. So even if you put your coffee and your creamer into your grocery budget, then hey, you're saving 60 bucks a month. So really it's all about um just breaking it down because these things add up, these tiny little things add up. If you're purchasing if you play games and you're purchasing, you know, extras from these apps on the app store, it's like what, 99 cents for I don't know, lives in Candy Crush. We've all been there. We're not gonna talk about it. But um these small things add up and even subscriptions too, maybe just sorting through some subscriptions that we might not even really realize that we have. Like, I barely use my Disney Plus, so it's like I've definitely kind of contemplated, do I really need to keep that for whatever it is now? I don't even know if it's $8.99 a month. I think that they upped the price to maybe 11 now, so um, saving $11 a month, it adds up. Over a year. So all of these little things that we spend money on even if you're eating out, eating out for lunch. Um, I used to be someone who between my breaks at work, I would always run, there was a, I used to work in the mall and there was a Tim Hortons in the mall. And on my break, I would always buy my lunch from Tim Hortons or from the food court, whatever. And think about it, you're working. And if you're making minimum wage, um, which I, at the time was, and minimum wage was, oh my gosh, like, 10 bucks back then like I think I was making student wage and then I'm going and I'm spending 20 bucks on lunch at the food court that's two hours of what I just worked gone because I didn't pack my own lunch so if you're able to cut down on these things like eating out getting coffee doing this doing that and you're able to do it at home you can really save a lot of money if you're someone that eats out a lot if you're not someone who cooks um I would definitely recommend sitting down and really going through all your purchases to see how much money you spent on food and drinks out. And um, I'm not saying you have to stop cold turkey, like, hey, I love to go and grab something every once in a while. If I'm busy, if I'm in between showings, like whatever, I'll stop and I'll get a bagel, things like that. Like I said, it's, you can't have unrealistic goals. You have to set realistic goals with yourself. So even if, you know, you just want to cut back a little, if you're someone who's learning how to cook, if you're someone who is not very adept in the kitchen, then maybe just cutting it down. And instead of going to the food court and getting lunch five days a week, maybe do it three and bring a peanut butter sandwich for the other two, whatever works. Seriously, just these small things, like I said, they add up. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a big one. Eating out is definitely one that gets a lot of people. The coffee gets a lot of people. You know, it's, it's really, it's a doozy and a lot of people don't realize it. It's kind of, it's kind of always lurking in the shadows. So, um, doing small things like that can really, um, amp up your savings. Another one would be to automate your savings. So as I spoke about in the previous episode, um, I like to have different accounts within my banking. So I have, you know, my savings account. I have a house account. I have a car account. I talked about that in the last one. But automating your savings. So if you're working on a paycheck basis, if you're getting paid weekly, if you're getting paid bi-weekly, then on that day that you get paid, just automatically make a transfer so some sort of money goes into your savings. Even if it's ten bucks, I don't care. Even if it's five, if it's twenty, if it's 50, if it's a hundred, it's all based on you know what you can afford, how much money you're making. But just automating even just a little bit, it's out of sight, it's out of mind, it's in your savings account, and you don't even look at it in your checking account. So I think that that's a really good one. I think that that one is super important. And that's kind of, that that was one that really helped me out when I was working, you know, minimum wage job, Um, definitely not making the kind of money that I wanted to be making. It really helped out to have that extra 20 bucks every two weeks, 40 bucks a month, hey, whatever. It works. At least you know that you're taking the small steps to reach your goal. Because when you do that, you feel a lot better about yourself and you're not sitting there panicking because you know that you are doing your best. And honestly, that's all you can do. And you can't be too hard on yourself. Seriously. Um, Yeah, I think that that's a good one. Another really good one that will help out a lot of people. If you're not doing it already, highly recommend and uh, something else I wanted to touch base on is everyone is honestly probably going to have different ways that they want to save. Some people are going to maybe be more tangible. So they actually want to have cash in hand. Um, my mom is someone who <laughs> who does this. So when she does her budgeting and stuff, you know, she gets paid, she'll take out X amount of dollars in cash and that's her budget for groceries. And it's really easy with cash to you know, it's, it's, it's tangible, you know, when you're running out of money and it's easier to stick within it than if you're just using debit and you're just tapping because we don't really, we don't really have that, that aspect of like, okay, I'm holding a $20 bill in my hand, you know? So, um, if you are someone who is like that and you're, you want a more tangible way of saving, um, cash stuffing is a really good, uh, is a really good way to kind of help out. And if you don't know what that is, um, I definitely would recommend YouTubing it. Honestly, I love watching cash stuffing videos. I don't do it myself, but it's so organized. And some of these people like have it together. So basically cash stuffing is when you have all these envelopes and it's kind of, it's, it's like you're budgeting, but essentially you're going to have an envelope. So say you're saving for a car and you get paid, you put 20 bucks in that envelope and um, you're saving for a house, you put hundred bucks in an envelope, you know, it's, it's just a way to kind of keep all your money. Away from you so you don't spend it, I guess, because it's like I said, it's so easy to spend it when it's in your checking account or in your online banking, you just tap in your cards. So pretty neat. Um when I was younger, like oh gosh, way younger, maybe before I even had a job, if I would ever find change on the ground, I had a little mason jar and I would put the change in the mason jar. If I ever, you know, got a toonie from the tooth fairy or things like that, I would put it in a mason jar and you, you don't realize that if you kind of don't touch it and you leave it in your dresser, you leave it in your closet, those small things once again can add up. So, um, cash stuffing's pretty cool. Not my thing, but I really find it interesting. And I think that it's a really neat way to number one, stay organized, Number two, just have something tangible in front of you so you can actually, you know, count it, I guess. I think that that's so exciting. You know, you're checking your savings and you see how much you have saved and you're able to pull out 400 bucks and count it from an envelope. Like that's, I don't know, that's cool. Maybe. But uh, if that's not for you and you're someone who's more like a visual online banking type of person like me, um, the separate bank accounts, number one. Number two, um, Excel spreadsheets. That's something that could be done. That's not a me thing, but I do like to write things down. It may not be in a spreadsheet, but just having something written down in front of you, just so you're able to see it and keep track of things. I think that that's really important because you're able to visualize it and you're able to track it and see how close you are to your goals um, and see how how much progress you've made as well. It's not always about, oh, how far away am I? Sometimes it's about how much have I done so far? So, um, definitely glass half full versus glass half empty scenario, but I always try to be the glass half full type of person. So yeah, I think that those are kind of two different ways to do things. And like I said, there's probably many, many more ways, maybe you're a mix of both. Who knows? Do your thing. And, uh, yeah, really great. Another thing that is super important when you're talking about savings is stop using debt. So many of us, you know, you start using your credit cards. The credit card bill adds up. Um, maybe you have a line of credits, things like that. If you are finding yourself struggling to get out of debt, you have to stop using it first. So I know it's easy to just put it on your credit card, but is it really your money? You know. So that's something to keep in mind. And a way to do this is start small. So When I was kind of struggling with all this back in my part-time job days, that kind of stuff, you always have to start with your smallest debt because that's the one that's the least scary. So if you stop using credit cards, whatever, and you have, you know, four or 500 bucks on your credit card, or maybe you have four or 5,000, I don't know, whatever your smallest debt is, tackle that first. And even if it's just, like I said, your minimum payment and uh, plus interest, because interest can be a tough thing to deal with as long as you're just making small payments to pay it off and you're not using it any further and you are able to tackle the smallest debt first then you can cross it off your list and then move on to the next smallest one because trying to tackle the biggest one first is going to be the absolute scariest thing and um, it's it's going to make it a lot harder because you're going to constantly see a bigger balance and it's tackle the small one first, small steps lead to big changes. So definitely stop using your debt if you're struggling with it. Um, yeah, other different little saving tips and tricks. I mean, I'm someone who loves doing little challenges, little savings challenges. Uh, you can go on Pinterest and you can find, oh my gosh, hundreds, millions of them, Google it. I'm sure you can find some like they always have little ones like say 500 bucks in six weeks. And it's like week number one, you put away 75 week number two, 85, things like that. And then it adds up to 500 bucks. So just like little things like that. It's, it's really, there are many ways. It's just about holding yourself accountable and also living within your means, just not overspending, which is why it's super, super, super important to have a budget in place And to, you know, have goals for your savings because you can't just say, oh yeah, I want to save $10,000. And then you don't have any steps to get there because that's when things get harder and harder and you start to slip further and further away and you lose track of what you're trying to do. So don't get caught in that spider web because that's not what we want to do. We want to have goals. We want to crush our goals and we want to do it the right way. So as always, hold yourself accountable and you will reach them. Small steps equal big changes. Don't focus on the big picture, focus on how you're going to get there and how you're going to do it in the proper way. Okay. So that's it for this episode. Little rambly, uh, just kind of off the head. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed. I hope someone could take something away from this and then tune in next week for the final episode of the little money mini series, which I'm going to be talking about investing your money that you saved. So, um, I will see you next week. I hope you have a fantastic day and save some money. (laughs) Bye guys.